Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Hello, friends. How are you? Good. I have so much to get to on this episode of After 9, and I'm sure you do too because I want to talk about your new Uber news. Um, before we get to that, though, I just I just want to do a little promo for something that Kat and I are doing. It's a cause that's really important to us, and I think couldn't have come at a better time because the food banks need help. And once again, on Friday, just before the family day long weekend, we're doing a food drive. We are doing a food drive. This is one of these initiatives, the food banks everywhere, all across Ontario. Scott and I are going to be a part of different initiatives from all kinds of different uh, food banks. This time, uh, specifically, we're working with the Waterloo Region Food Bank on this one. And we've actually been a part of this drive the entire time through. So we're so excited to be able to give it one last push. So here's the deal. If you are listening from the KW area, we're going to be at Gemini Motors. And thanks again to them for hosting this um, the entire time. Gemini Motors, that's Fairway in Manitou and Kitchener. Friday, no, they've been collecting food there the whole time. You can go anytime and do that. However, Scott and I are going to be there along with some of our colleagues uh, on Friday from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. And we are doing another push for donations. Now, if you don't have non-perishable food, you happen to be in the area anyway, cash donations always accepted. Who carries cash, you say? That's fine. We've got a tip-tap machine. So it's it automatically will donate five bucks. You just go ahead and tap your card. Simple as that. And it goes toward a great cause that is so needed, especially when you think about post-Christmas. That's where we're at, right? We're in that weird in-between time where it's like Christmas is over, so people aren't really thinking about that. And maybe maybe toward the summer, you'll have a couple of outdoor initiatives, so that gets some money. But what about those in-between months? And that's where we're at, and that's why the push ahead of Family Day. So this Friday, 3 to 5 p.m., Gemini Motors, Fairway and Manitou. And yes, there's going to be more because whether you're listening from uh, KW, you're you're in Toronto, you're in Hamilton, wherever, Barrie, you might be listening from all kinds of places. We do plan to do more of these initiatives. So keep listening and we'll keep you updated. But that's what's happening Friday. Okay, I do want to move on. But just before we do, one of the things that I recently became aware of is how supportive the food bank is for some of the before and after school programs. Yeah. And one of the things that I think the average person would be absolutely stunned to hear in 2023 in Southern Ontario is how many kids go to school hungry mm-hmm. or get food sent home with them from school for their household because there's just no food coming in. Mm-hmm. And and the thought of a kid going hungry at school or dreading going home because they know they only eat when they're at school actually makes me nauseous. It's it's, it's very sad. Please it's help. very sad. Please help if you can. We'll be there, like Kat said, on Friday, or you can make a donation anytime. You can also make a cash donation if you want to help, and they stretch every dollar. I think, what is it, $1 buys two meals mm-hmm. when you add it up? Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, Kat, let's uh, let's lighten it up. Let's have a little fun. It was Valentine's Day last night, and and I did the ring thing, and I'm, I know there's people that want to know because I've had a lot of DMs about it, so we'll get to that coming up. First off... You should have a show on the Food Network or something. Oh, easy, Scott. Kat made these heart-shaped pancakes for Valentine's Day that are actually like uh, uh, Denny's quality. I don't don't know And I mean that that. with a great deal of respect. (laughs) I don't know about that, okay? No, it it wasn't that that, that crazy. It was actually quite simple. But I did red pancakes, and they were red heart-shaped pancakes, and that's what my kids were thrilled to have it for dinner because that means they got to have maple syrup, and it was real maple syrup, legit. Atta girl. I did. We don't uh, use pancake syrup (laughs) around here. And I I even decorated the plate. 
little powdered sugar sprinkled on top. And then I had little banana slices on the side with little chocolate chips on top and raspberries. I asked if they wanted to dip. I was about to dip the raspberries in chocolate, chocolate raspberries, but they said no. Really? Imagine. Yeah. Wow. They were like, no, we're good, mom. So anyway, yeah, we did these heart-shaped pancakes and uh, they loved it. And can I just say too, what made me really happy was they came home with lots of great little notes from their friends. And for them, it really wasn't about the stuff because some some kids did bring, and I didn't. So I've, I've kind of almost felt bad because some people brought full baggies of goodies and, you know, the pencils, stamps, whatever for their friends for Valentine's Day. And I thought, well, fuck, I, I didn't I didn't know we were allowed to do that, to uh-huh. be honest with you. Right. I wasn't sure post-COVID what's happening. I Do- don't know. Doesn't read the notes home from school. D- didn't, okay. Well, All they right. never specified. <laughs> they said Valentine's were fine. And I'm sure they don't want to say that to people because then it puts pressure on families. I understand. Like they want to be like, you can give things like full-blown chocolate bars to your friends. So it, they don't want to do that either. But my kids came home with a lot of stuff. Um, one's in a childcare setting, the other one's in school. And I thought, wow, but the look on their face, just like opening the Valentines, it made me really sad that there are still some schools, couple in particular that I know of that decided to go without Valentine's Day. And I thought my kids are so happy. And I'm sure even the people who decide not to bring any Valentines, and I'm sure there were kids who, who didn't, and that's totally okay for them to receive them. I hope made them happy because we made Valentines for everyone in each of their classrooms. And I know they did Valentine's art and I don't know, it brought me back. It brought me back. Cause I remember those days of, it was like trick or treating part two, where you just brought home all your stuff and you read your, your parents helped you read the Valentine's cards and you looked at all the pictures and I don't know, it was adorable. I'm still shocked that there are schools out there that decided to take the stance that because not everybody celebrates Valentine's Day, nobody should celebrate it. I'm right there with you. That That's a rite of passage in school, and what a great way to make people feel good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if there was an issue with, well, not everybody's getting all Valentine's from everybody, then put a common sense policy in place. Like, if you're going to bring in Valentine's for one person, it's got to be for the entire class. That is fair, and that absolutely makes sense. And we're not talking about a big cost, especially because schools have constantly got their hands out asking parents for money for hot lunches and pizza days and dance-a-thons and this charity and that charity. So it can't possibly be a cost thing. They don't care about that. So let's stop the shit and just get back to normal. Press reset next year. I think every school should participate in this or 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 just what are we even doing here anymore? You know, I just don't understand why they would cancel that. And I, if I'm not mistaken, and please correct me if I'm wrong, any, any teachers or any childcare workers that are listening, I feel like that's a fun day for them too. That's something out of the ordinary that gives them an opportunity to talk to the students about something that's a little bit different than the average day. You get to make certain different crafts and you get to, again, you get to have these discussions with them. It's a little different. And as, as like you said, Scott, I totally agree with you. As long as, you know, there's something for everybody in the class and everybody is involved, Involved. Why can this? Not, why is this not a positive thing? Like I don't understand. Who doesn't love love? What kind of an asshole says no? School. We're not celebrating love. Mm-mm. It's weird to me. I uh, I had a Valentine's Day yesterday. So Scott. <laughs> okay. So if you didn't hear yesterday's podcast, Scott announced that he had a special gift for his for his girlfriend this year, and it's not a wedding ring or an engagement ring. No, 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 no. But they are, they are because there are several of them, commitment rings. Commitment rings. Now, is this because you can't or don't want to get engaged right now? Does she want to get engaged? You both, you both been, oh, you both been down. I'm so excited about this. You both been down that road. Cat also Ooh. talks with her hands. Sorry, just I talk so you with know. Hands, clearly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very excited to hear more. So you know, you you both been. <laughs> 
You've both been down that road or aisle before. Is that the reason why you chose to do it this way? And I only ask because we did have people texting in when we talked about it on the show that were in kind of, I feel like, similar situations to yours. But is that the reason why? Because you've been there, done that? Or is does it push marriage or engagement off the table for you? No, it definitely okay, doesn't. Okay, interesting. Okay. So if you missed it, I'll just give you a quick 30-second Coles notes. There is uh, a lot of terminology for people that are married or engaged or and even divorced. You're just divorced. There's nothing for a couple that's in basically the exact same situation. Committed relationship, live together, same goals, plan to retire together, all that sort of stuff, but aren't actually married. And I also feel like I'm a little too old to be a boyfriend. I don't like introducing her. She's a mature woman with a great job. I don't want to introduce yeah. her as my girlfriend. Right. Does she like that, by the way? I don't know if I asked. Yeah. Because I, I think it'd be a weird one for me, too. It's a little juvenile. And I don't want to yeah. say that in an offensive I way. I hear you. But it's like your kids could have girlfriends, boyfriends right now. And they do. And they do. And then it's like you have a girlfriend or boyfriend. It's You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I, I think I, that I get it. there should be something for a, a more mature audience. And and. A lot of my friends are in the same predicament. I don't even know how we started talking about it, but somebody suggested to me, get her a silicone ring. And I thought, a silicone ring? Fill me in here. Tell me more. And basically, a silicone ring, whereas some people wear them as a, a safe replacement for their, their wedding band or their engagement ring or whatever, yeah. the silicone ones, they wear them for a lot of reasons. Uh, and, and that's just sort of the safe one so they don't lose it or mm. wreck their good one. Yeah. Silicone rings are, I think, becoming the symbol for people who are in a committed relationship but haven't actually gotten down on one knee and proposed or walked down the aisle and exchanged rings. A commitment ring says the same thing a wedding ring says or an engagement ring says. You're in a committed relationship. But you don't have the paper. You didn't have the officiant. You didn't have the big fucking hoopla and all that sort of shit. So basically, in wearing that ring... I am saying that I'm in a committed relationship. Full stop. That's it. There's nothing else to it. It doesn't mean I'm engaged. It doesn't mean I am married. And it doesn't mean anything other than that, other than I'm in a relationship. The reason I like silicone for this, per uh, this particular circumstance is because, number one, it's breathable. We all need something breathable. You don't have to worry about cheap shit and knockoffs and damaging it or losing, losing it. it. Yeah. It's also not a substantial investment. People spend a lot of money on their engagement rings and their wedding bands and so on and so forth. This, you can get five of them for 20 bucks. They're really, really inexpensive. You can uh, get different colors. You can get different shapes, sizes, and styles. You can match it to whatever you're wearing. It doesn't need to be an imposing thing. It's just a little symbol that when, when she looks at her finger, she can know. I'm in a committed relationship or other people will know she's in a committed relationship. To be honest, I don't care how she wears it or if she wears it, but it was important to me to give it to her so she knows and we're that gonna, this is a bond that we have now. Uh, I can, uh, and we're going to talk about how you did it and stuff like that. As much as you want to say, I know that's a personal moment, but as much as you want to say about how you did it and what her reaction was in just a sec. But what I do want to ask that I haven't asked yet is, are you going to wear one? Ah, so she asked me and, and it was a good question. She said, is there one for you? Yeah. If she's wearing one, I think you have to wear one too. And in hindsight, I wish I would have done that. And I know there's people who are going to think, you don't buy your own ring. Why? We're you not can. talking about the traditional institution of marriage. We're not talking about 
the the symbolism of getting down on one knee and put the ring on the the second from the left finger on the left hand because that's how people know. We're not talking about that. You can wear this ring on any finger. You don't even need to wear the ring. Put it on a chain around your neck, whatever. It's like a gift that you can hang on to all the time, and it's a reminder of your relationship. Now, in this case, she's right. I probably should have bought myself one, and then we each would have had one. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to put any pressure on her to buy me one, although I'm convinced she's all over Amazon or wherever else today trying to find well, me course, one. of course, if she's wearing one, you're wearing one. I, I would think so, and that's totally reasonable given our circumstance. But I think it's important that, that there be something different for people that are in this situation. The law considers us married. The church right. does not. And, and even when you go through, when you're filling out a form, maybe you're going to a new dentist or something like that, they always ask you, married, single, common law. Ugh. Even common law is boring. This That's is just my a common legal law partner. Yeah, there should be something else for people that are in that committed situation, maybe cohabitating, maybe will get married, maybe won't get married. But right now, in the present, they're in a committed relationship, maybe even cohabitating. I think that there's something there worth recognizing, and that's where the silicone rings come in. So if you see someone with one of those on, maybe they work in the trades and, and they don't want to damage their good one. That's or, the thing, too. My husband has a silicone. He doesn't wear the other one. That and he lost a shit ton of weight, so this original one doesn't fit him anymore. <laughs> it's expensive so, to get him resized. So he has a silicone one. He picked it out himself, actually, because I told him. I said, you pick it out, and then I'll get it for you with silicone. So it was like, yeah, it was no problem. That's what he wanted was like, yeah, just give me something easy and if something happens because he's a carpenter if something god forbid happens so that's why we didn't bother trying to even resize i don't even know if you could resize the original one um because i think it was tungsten was it tungsten can't you not resize that anyway or something there's certain ones that you can't can't. it's just too much work so he's keeping that i mean he's kept the ring but we got a silicone one so yeah people who who wear uh those rings would be a lot of different circumstances how did you present the rings marriage but without the pressure. That's the way we like to, to, to summarize the, the silicone ring, the commitment ring. Again, it's not a proposal or a promise. But it's a, a marriage. Promise. You are in a way. But we still haven't figured out what to call what you guys call each other. I know. And, and, I ha- and we're anyone. <laughs> I haven't heard any good suggestions on it. But if anybody has one, by all means, we'd love to hear it. I, uh, so what I did was I went to Dollarama. Okay. Yeah, this is very cost effective. I love it. Oh, Kat, Great. I, did, I did the whole thing yesterday for under $30, and I got the reaction like I spent a million. Great. So, went to Dollarama. They had these little heart-shaped tins, and I thought, great, $2, I'm taking it. So I bought this tin. (laughs) Sold! Yeah, by the way, Dollarama, I'm I'm great. You guys are convenient, and most of the time your prices are fairly reasonable. Stop making the stickers so fucking hard to get off. It's like you want to trap us with, come in for the low prices, but then torture us with, but everyone's going to know you got it at Dollarama because you can't get the fucking sticker off with the price on it. Some of them are like built in, too, because they're from Dollarama. So you can't, they're not even a sticker. It's annoying. guys. built onto the thing. let's, Let's fix that process right there. In any case, so I got this tin, lined it with tissue paper. And I put a couple of little lint chocolates in there. And, and then I laid out all of the five rings that I got. And, and when she opened it up, because it did kind of look like a ring box, she opened it up and I think she saw the ring. And I saw just a little shine in her eyes. And then she opened it all the way up and saw, oh, there's five rings in here. What the fuck is this? Am I going to the Olympics? <laughs> and, and she was actually confused. But I, I explained it to her similar to the way I just explained it on the pod. I said, listen, we're not, this is not a, pr- a promise ring. 
This is not an engagement ring, and we're not married. But there should be a ring for people like us that want to have a ring. It feels nice to wear a ring sometimes. It feels nice to be in a relationship sometimes. And you should be able to have something without actually having to walk down the aisle. So I explained that to her, and I said, there's nothing for us, so we're going to create something for us. This is a commitment ring. This is from me to you. And I get that sometimes you might want to change rings. Sometimes maybe you're wearing an all red outfit for Valentine's Day, and it would be weird to have that ring on, so maybe you put this ring on. Here's one that's red. Here's another one that's black with stripes. Here's one that's like an opal white. There's all kinds of different colors, and she doesn't have to wear it, but she can wear it if she wants to wear it, and and if she feels like she wants to be more connected to me, then she can wear more than one at once, I guess. It's totally fine. There's a lot of options there. It's a low-cost thing just to say... Hey, we're together. Um, someone who texted in today during our uh, our morning show did similar. They did. They decided they're committed to one another, but they're not going to get married. But they're doing a commitment ceremony. Yeah. Uh, hey, however you want to do it is I'm fine. I'm just saying, a party's a party, Scott. I think you should. <laughs> that's not what you're. That's not what you're going for here, though. Yeah, I, I don't know if marriage is in the cards for me. I mean, I've done that once, and and obviously it didn't work out as, as well as maybe it could have. But or as well as I intended when I did it, ceremony isn't the same. No, because a commitment is very much. uh, Well, I guess it depends how you phrase it right now. Yeah, I'm committed. And down the line. Yeah, I'd like to think that I'm still committed and I most certainly will be. However, uh, we don't need that pressure or that stress. So that's why I did that the way I did it. And I think it's going to catch on because I had a number of people who a encouraged me to do this. And then after I did it, reached out and said, I'm stealing that. And I had a buddy text me. Let me see if I can find it here. You have to know your partner for sure to do something like that. You have to know your partner. And obviously you do. You know that your partner would like it. Absolutely. Uh, We were texting yesterday. I said, hey, what's your plan for Valentine's Day? He said, I'm going over to my commitment's house. (laughs) My commitment. Maybe that's what we go with. You just call her your commitment. Could I call her my commit? My commit. Is too legit to quit. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know. It's we got to come up with something. It's a work in progress here. Yeah. But either way, uh, that was how I did it. And yeah, she was quite happy. I, I did drop the ball by not getting myself one and probably creating more work for her because now she'll want to get me one. Where we go with it from here, I don't know. Yeah, like when someone at work, for example, asks her like, oh, who's that from? Yeah. I committed from my commit. Partner. My commit. Well, okay, yeah. we're going with and, commit. And this is where we're back to I know. It's, spouse. We still haven't figured that out, but. Significant others, one that drives me crazy. I, yeah. It's got to be a better word for it, like you said. But either way, it went over really, really Good. well. And I think she appreciated it. And, and we can create all the rules ourselves for us, custom to us, going forward. Maybe we do like Ring Free Friday. Maybe we do any number Ring of different things Friday. with it. What I don't happens know. on Ring Free Friday? Ring Free Friday is the day when you moisturize your hands I guess. <laughs> you know I what know. through the winter I do have those days where I'm like I can't even and I take off all my rings and I just I'm like I need to moisturize for a couple of days the commitment that's legit in the winter <laughs> the commitment ceremony that that listener is doing that did sound nice and that's it's kind of like a wedding again though without all the hoopla yeah I mean, it, it's a bed and breakfast she said which is great she said that they are inviting just like a, a close family but it's not like a wedding it's she's not invited there's no guests or maids of honor or any of that shit it's just like them at a bed and breakfast and they're having a little a little dinner and stuff like that. Well, people are very judgy about 
weddings. Like, right. Oh, I went to the wedding and it was a cash bar. Or I went to a wedding and there was no meal. It was just appetizers. Right. Okay, well, I mean, not every couple fits into the mold of the traditional wedding. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody wants to do jeans and cowboy hats. Maybe somebody wants to do, uh, uh, you know what? We're doing a fucking buffet at the Mandarin. And yeah. that's, that's our commitment ceremony. And nobody questions what goes on at a commitment ceremony because there's not hundreds and thousands of years of tradition behind it. Right. Wedding, you're kind of painted into a box. So, again, that's why we did it the way we did it. It was great for us, but Good. whatever works in your own relationship, do it. If Absolutely. You want, if you want to steal this idea, by all means, or if you've got a way to improve on this idea, DM me or text us anytime. 1-833-915-SHOW. We do check our texts every day, but... Uh, it, we don't know when you're listening Sometimes to this delayed. pod. Sometimes <laughs> delayed. Yeah. If you're listening to this at three o'clock in the morning, we'll get back to you when we're in, when like, we're in the studio. Likely two hours, Couple hours later. from then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so just a couple of things quickly here. I know that Uber has announced a new feature. Yeah. And, and when I got it at the same time you got it, and you actually brought it to my attention, that this isn't necessarily good news. I don't know. It's a, it's a They call it a safety feature, first and foremost. And anytime I see that Uber has a new safety feature, I think that this is great. So let's, let's go over this together. And this news just dropped. So let's go over this together and decide whether we think this is good news or not. They say they hope every trip goes well. But they also know sometimes things don't go as planned. There is a new audio recording safety feature riders and drivers can use to record their trips at the tap of a button. How it works, they say, is easy. Number one, you set it up and you can use it on every trip. So one, after the trip is started, you tap a blue shield on the map to access the safety toolkit. Number two, select audio recording. Number three, Allow microphone permissions. I think most people know if you're using an app that records you or uses your microphone, like Zoom even, for example, you have to tap allow. Okay, similar to this. Tap start to begin recording. For future trips, when the rider would just like to record audio, the rider will just need to go to their safety toolkit and tap start to begin recording. So that's basically an initial setup. Make sure it can record you fine. So the rest of it should be easy if you decide you want to record every single trip. Now it says, if a driver has audio recording set up, the rider will be notified before the trip starts. And I think for some people, that's probably important. If I'm waiting for a ride and it says, Jason is about to pick you up in his Honda CRV and he's going to record this, it's good for you to know that. In fact, I believe legally we have to know when we're being recorded, if I'm not mistaken, right? That's like a law. If you're being recorded by audio... There is a couple of asterisks that I disagree with. I I think everyone should have the option to walk away if they're being recorded or stop whatever engagement they're in if they're being recorded. Video and audio, but that's not necessarily the way the law works. And to be completely fair, um, the corporate communications lead did offer to come on the podcast if needed and discuss it further. So if we feel like there's enough people who who are passionate about this one way or the other, we'll have her on to talk about it. Otherwise, let's discuss how this works. 
I, uh, like I just said, I'm not a fan of recording people without them knowing. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right. And, and I don't think that, uh, anything you do record should be used for anything other than your own use. And, and there are people who will go into, I don't know, winners. Hey, I didn't like what happened here and blah, blah, blah. And, and then the manager will go and go with their remedy. The manager should know if you're recording them. And if you're getting yeah. video, it's a little obvious that they're recording you. But if you've just got a phone in your pocket recording, that's shady. And I it's think just that gross. Like I don't know. It, yeah. It, oh, it's very gross too. Because I can't think of a good reason that someone would do that. In any case, I don't like the idea of just audio. I think you leave a lot out of context with just audio. And I'm wondering why. I have no doubt that there's some shitheads that Uber drivers have probably heard the worst out of some people. And I have no doubt that some Uber passengers have heard the worst out of their drivers. It is not okay. Mm -hmm. But to record it for any reason other than to resubmit it to like Uber customer service. For safety specifically, right? That's or being abusive. Right. If something abusive is happening, you want that abuse dealt with. I do. And whether you're a driver or a rider, everybody should feel safe. Right. Like period, the end. But where this should stop is... It gets dealt with by Uber or by the police. I don't like that you could be having a, maybe you've buddied up with that passenger in the back and you guys are having a fun conversation. And I don't know, sometimes when buddies are having a conversation, it goes into strange places. It bothers me that that person could take that audio and share it publicly when you didn't know that you were speaking to a mass audience, you thought you were having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. So if, if the goal of this is to just give everybody all kinds more content for social media, I hate this rule. If it's purely for safety and it can only go to the Uber head office or to the cops, I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea. Let's keep in mind, though, we already have something in play that's not being used for safety necessarily. And think about the Uber delivery drivers. What do we have beside our front door? Most people now. A camera. Camera. That also records audio. And I've seen people post their delivery person, whether it be for good reason or whether it be for bad reason, whether they slipped and ate shit on the front of your walkway, which, <laughs> by the way, don't share that because that's obvious that you didn't take care of your walkway when you do that. But I see that. And also that gives me weird vibes. Like, I hope that you get permission before you do that, even if it is nice. Like, I've we've all seen those videos, right, where the... The driver, delivery person, doesn't even matter, by the way, Uber, UPS, Canada Post, doesn't matter, comes to the door and someone gives them a nice tip at Christmas, for example, like, pick an envelope, sir. And then they post that because they're like, yeah, picked an envelope and he got a $50 tip. And, and then they start to tear up. I just hope everybody gets permission to post those things. Again, whether it's a really nice story, whether it's something sweet and kind, whether a, an animal creeped up and scared the shit out of that delivery person, haha, it's all funny and stuff. But I also feel like it is an invasion of privacy for those people who are delivery drivers. Do you ever get that vibe when you watch those videos? Like, I understand what the intent is when you post, like, because your kid ran out half naked in the middle of the delivery and huh, I'm going to show my Facebook friends how funny this is. I just feel like it's such an invasion of privacy when you put that out there. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think that everybody should be able to opt out and say, A, uh, no, you can't share that. Or if your goal is to share that, then I'm out and I'm going to take myself out of this situation that you're recording in. Uh, I think it's just gone too far. There's almost too much freedom to film this and film mm -hmm. that just for social. And, and while some people do have the best of intentions, others don't. 
And and really what they're trying to do is ruin people. And I don't understand why that's condoned or okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you should always have the option to walk away or to say, hmm, you did that and I didn't know. So no, you can't share that. And that should be enforceable, I think. Yeah. And again, if everyone feels safe using it, like I have a camera at my house, multiple cameras at my house, for example. But again, I'm using them for safety purposes. That's what I use them for. I would never post something random. I could post some shit that's pretty funny. <laughs> but again, I just feel like it's a little too much. But for this Uber thing, just to go back to the Uber audio, just be aware that it is a thing. If it does make you uncomfortable, um, maybe you can even ask the driver when you enter. I mean, there's nothing here that doesn't say that, Scott, when you enter that Uber and you're like, you know what? Like, I'm not even planning to talk, bud. Can you just not record this? Or I'm on a phone call that's actually quite sensitive for work. Yeah. Can you not record this? These are things that happen in an Uber, you know? So I, I'm sure that there's a conversation that can be had between you and the driver as long as everyone stays sane and calm. And I'm sure it's fine. Again, for those safety reasons, I understand why it's in place. Just yesterday, uh, it wasn't in an Uber, but I was on an important call and, and I was aware of the fact, well, other people could hear this. I should really turn this down or yeah. mute this. Because it been was there too. Zoom. And I, yeah. you know, I mean, I should have been fine, but it did occur to me, what if somebody around me is recording or there's a camera on and they hear what we're discussing here by the way guys we have an announcement next week <laughs> just so you know <laughs> we have another announcement another announcement we are down to a minute 45 okay. so just a couple quick things if they don't produce the wreckage of whatever the fuck they shot down over yukon by today i have to think this is either a colossal cover-up or massive incompetence mm -hmm. And I doubt it's incompetence because I know how skilled uh, the NORAD forces are. I know how skilled Canada's JTF-2 is. That's our counterterrorism special forces in Canada. Don't tell me for a second that in four days yeah. within our borders, JTF-2 could not have found the wreckage when we know exactly where we shot it down. I don't buy it either. It's basic physics here, right? You, you shoot something and it falls out of the sky. Based on how fast the missile was going, how high the altitude was, how big the explosion was, scientists in, in a relatively small amount of time could calculate a radius, probably within a couple of kilometers, of exactly where that wreckage is. Don't tell me that they can't find it. That is a just a bold-faced lie, and it makes people distrust what's going on here. We just want to know where it's from and what it was for. If they can't answer that question, then I think the public has every right to be really, really concerned because mm -hmm. they're hiding stuff from us. Yesterday, we learned from NORAD, we missed. Well, actually, we didn't miss anything. The pilot that shot the missile at whatever it was that was flying over Lake Huron, the first missile missed. Mm. And I thought to myself, what happens to a missile that misses? Where does it go? I looked into it. A Sidewinder missile. Which, by the way, when I was a kid and played with planes, I had a lot of Sidewinder missiles. <laughs> <laughs> so I was reliving some childhood days there uh, when I was researching yesterday. I found out that a Sidewinder missile travels about 35 kilometers. So after 35 kilometers, give or take, it would have crashed into Lake Huron. And then I thought, well, how wide is Lake Huron? I mean, it was right in the middle. It was near the Canada-U.S. border. Did... Was there any risk that this missile that missed was going to end up in some asshole's cottage in Grand Bend or something like that? What what happened? And it was aimed at the Canadian side, by the way. Uh, uh -huh. It uh, The lake is about 280 kilometers. I had no idea Lake Huron was 280 kilometers wide. But relatively small risk. 
But either way, we've got an active missile that didn't explode somewhere in Lake Huron. I consider that a problem. Hopefully we find that. The wreckage of whatever they shot down, again, I understand that water moves, but we know where we shot it. It would have fallen in a specific radius. Why can't they find that? I don't understand why no one is talking here. Everybody is doing news conferences without actually saying anything, and we still need answers. The other thing I wanted to mention is, and, and I did do this in the news this morning on 91.5 The Beat and on Energy 95.3, this freight train derailment in Ohio. People have been messaging me about this for days. Why is nobody talking about this? It's a catastrophe. And and people were asking yesterday or suggesting yesterday the, the, the whole objects flying over North American airspace is a distraction. From the the rail or the derailment in Ohio, I and heard I thought, that too. I don't even know really what's going on here. What is this derailment? I'd heard that a train derailed. Cat, when you look into it, it really is crazy. Fifty cars of a freight train derailed, and mm-hmm. it was a mess. It was in East Palestine, Ohio, right near the Pennsylvania state line. They say it was a mechanical issue with the rail rail car axle. No one was injured, but there are huge concerns here about air quality and these hazardous chemicals that were sending plumes of smoke into the air. Now they're finding dead animals everywhere in (gasps) this immediate area. That's never a good sign, right? I mean, we all know that's never a good sign. Right. They're finding dead animals. The drinking water is almost certainly contaminated at this point. I mean, this really is an environmental catastrophe and there's been nothing from the mainstream media or our leaders about this. Now, I wouldn't expect the Canadian leaders necessarily to weigh in on this, but why are the Americans not talking about this? Now, apparently, there's been another derailment in Arizona that's also sending toxic plumes of smoke into the air. These are chemicals that are burning, and it's not good. I don't know why that isn't getting any attention. I don't know either. I don't know. I'm not suggesting conspiracy theory by any means here, but it does seem strange. And thank you to the people who are passionate about this story because of its environmental impact and stayed on top of us to mention it. I will continue to follow this and and give you updates as I get them, but I'm shocked that this isn't headline news. Uh, This is a catastrophe that's unfolding here. Coming up later in the week, by the way, we're going to have a couple of special guests on. Oh, can we say who yet? Yeah, I think so. I uh, we got whenever you do uh, an interview with people who are uh, who are telling you about something new they're doing, like a television show, you get the chance to watch it before anyone else. Can I say I was glued, glued to the new show on HGTV with Brian Balmer and Scott McGilvery. Renovation Resort is it? Two people that I love on HGTV together in one. They're renov- so it's actually multiple renovations and teams are brought in to renovate each one rental unit, one rental cottage. It's like an entire cottage, and each team gets to do that. So the first episode they go through, it's like three rooms, right? And every episode you get to see a little bit more of this uh, renovated spot. But I had a couple of questions in watching it. So anyway, we're going to chat with them coming up on the podcast. That's on Friday's pod. Their show is out in uh, March, but we'll discuss that further. So Baumler and McGilvery are going to be here on Friday. Both. I believe they're both going to be able to make it on the pod, so that'll be great. Awesome. And what about the other one that I want nothing to do with? Oh, yeah, I can put that on the pod. It's not going to be till next week, though, because I'm chatting with him late Friday afternoon okay. before our food drive that we mentioned. So we'll do that on Monday. My chat with Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon! Nick Cannon! Oh! Whoa! Have a great day, everybody. Bye. For the first time, Amazon's self-driving car transported passengers on public roads. 
The car drove perfectly. Uh, then they were thrown onto their front porch like a cheap set of luggage. <laughs> the maker of the robot vacuum cleaner Roomba announced that the company would lay off roughly 7% of its workforce. And since it was Roomba, it took everyone 45 minutes to find the door. Hyundai and Kia just rolled out a new software fix that makes their cars harder to steal. Yeah, anti-stealing software is just a huge sign that says this is a Kia. Buckingham Palace announced that Queen Camilla tested positive for coronavirus. Luckily, as a royal, she was already planning on doing nothing for the next two weeks. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.